Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Brian Chaffin from the Mac Observer. We'll also be hearing from outspoken columnist Peter Cohen. And obviously, the main item on the table would be Apple and the FBI, also the Apple Media event for March 21st, and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. Ah! Brian, welcome back for this month's whatever this month is. (laughs) Thank you. So you were telling me that you can hardly find anyone who does not talk about Apple and the FBI. Well, it just seems like uh, it's been an unending onslaught of news developments, uh, information, opinions, comments, court filings. It's like every day there is something uh, new going on, something that's actually you know, meaningful to people who are interested in the story. What I see here a lot of errors made on the part of the authorities and some ways doing this in a very careless way. So evidently, the San Bernardino County Health Department that issued this phone to the terrorist, they didn't have a mobile device management system to control the phone. If they did, they could have done what they had to do to get the data from it. Yeah, I'm not sure that county governments are known for their you know, best-in-class, state-of-the-art IT management. Well, also what happens here is, in this day and age, we want to shrink government. So shrink government means hiring fewer people. When you hire fewer people, it becomes more inefficient. So maybe if they had more people or more higher-paid people, they come up with a decent idea about security and managing the equipment that's given out to employees. Yeah, possible. I mean, as it is, I I actually think I, I'm, I'm not going to diss the San Bernardino Health Department or their county government very much at all, because I imagine that they're probably pretty high up on the bell curve in terms of, of IT management in the first place. When they were, they were able to reset the iCloud password for this device at the FBI's request, for instance. I mean, yeah, they if, if they had uh, been using some proper enterprise management tools, they could have done more but i'm guessing there are a lot of county and local governments probably some state governments that that do a lot worse but no one said to the fbi no if you reset that apple id you will lose access to data well we don't we don't know that no one said that well the fbi could have said well do it anyway or something yeah i mean we, we don't know one way or the other you know if you were a county employee and somebody in a suit with some glasses and a, and a you know and a, and a badge from the FBI shows up and says reset this password you know how many how many people are going to go eh, excuse me sir you probably shouldn't do that because you know because blah 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 you know you probably I, I, I would forgive anyone who defaulted to the state of well they must know what they're doing Regardless, that made it more difficult. The other fiction that's being repeated, though, over and over again, is this is just for one iPhone, and that's it. Yeah, and the it's the FBI and the DOJ um, that are leading that charge. And I personally believe that they 
know that that's not the case that it's uh, that it's deliberately misleading and and I find it shocking and embarrassing. Well, the thing that bothers me about the entire process too is that the cat is out of the bag. It's already been revealed there are other smartphones sitting there. And what about the obvious issue of legal precedent, which is a very basic common sense thing? Well, it's it's not. Um, I mean, it, it it will become legal precedent as it goes up the chain. Theoretically, if if Apple had, I mean, th- there isn't a case here. The 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 the, the FBI has not um, charged Apple with anything. They simply got a subpoena, and they're you know citing other case law to do so. But uh, I, I, my understanding is that it's going that it's that it's Apple's refusal to comply and challenging the court order that that is what can turn it into case law. But the reality is that it will. Well, you know, once the Supreme Court decides this, it's going to matter. It's going to have repercussions. It will be a precedent at that point. They know it. They want the precedent. I'm talking about they being the FBI here. They want the precedent because they seem obsessed with the idea that that if they can do their jobs better by being able to get into all of our communications and all of our devices, that we will somehow be stronger as a country and I believe they are they are very much in error. Well, obviously, this is not going to end quickly. As you say, there's going to be another hearing. The judge will make a determination. If Apple loses, they go to the appellate courts, I guess, for a decision. Yeah. And ultimately, they can go all the way up to the Supreme Court. And if Apple it, wins, the FBI could appeal. So it goes either way. And then we have this complexity in the Supreme Court because it's one member short. And I don't know on an opinion like this, whether it could be split 4-4, or even if it's a liberal versus conservative issue. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thing that um, you would think that people on the side of small government and limited government, i.e. the conservative side of of our bifurcated country, would be on, um, would, would oppose the ability for government to snoop, to do warrantless wiretapping, for instance, which was uh, made legal by the, the Patriot Act. But you um, see, that's where it gets to be crazy. They want small government, but they want to have more laws about what women could do with their bodies, about voter ID, things like that. So it's like, I guess if it's a big company... They want fewer regulations, but if you're just a regular person, they want more regulation over what you could do. Yeah, it's, it, of course, isn't isn't so simple. Um, no, I'm being just very basic. But the, 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 what I've seen so far on the conservative side on this issue is that we have some conservatives who are just hardcore pro-law and order. Like, the only thing that matters... I, I, I wrote a piece... Um, that divided um, people into four camps on this issue. And the first camp is that, you know, the government should never be able to get into my business ever for any reason whatsoever. Libertarian, yay. That's camp one. So, you know, no encryption, no backdoors, no government access for a warrant, no nothing. Camp two says, um, 
we don't really want to impede law enforcement, but we understand that you can't have prote- you can't have protection from the bad guys without sacrificing access to the good guys because because that's how reality works. Camp three is somewhere is 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 we believe in the importance of law enforcement and somehow we need to come to a to a technological compromise which isn't actually possible and then camp four is nothing matters more than law enforcement and national security and if encryption is going to impede either of those two forces then encryption has got to go period because because again law enforcement national security the only thing that matters but then if you open up the iphone to hacking as a result of this well then we have the various jurisdictions who said apple needs to encrypt better so people wouldn't be stealing so many iphones so apple complied okay now if you steal an iphone there are different ways for it to be totally disabled and therefore it means it's less of a target for thieves let's go into more of this in our next segment we have brian chaffin he's with the mac observer but later we'll have peter cohen and we'll cover some of this ground too because it's an endless topic what can you say in this political season i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night out live that's what i can say as you know neighbors web hosting can be pretty cheap but not all hosting is the same DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's no secret that pathogens such as bacteria, viruses, moles, and fungus can inflict severe damage in the human body. Fortunately, a new and vastly improved silver solution has been developed. Supernatural Silver is a revolutionary broad-spectrum antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal solution that can be used inside the body as well as on the skin. Supernatural Silver is unique and superior to colloidal and ionic silvers using a patented technology that is highly effective against colds, flus, infections, food poisoning, and yeast, in addition to many other pathogens. Supernatural Silver is scientifically supported, extremely safe, and is the number one choice of thousands of people for immune system support. Find out how Supernatural Silver could change your life. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code HEALTHY for 20% off. That's SupernaturalSilver.com and like us on Facebook. 
Destroy harmful bacteria, allergens, bed bugs, dust mites, fleas in your home with the Ladybug Steam Vapor System. The Ladybug dies deep on surfaces without any toxic residue. Traditional control agents contain toxic chemicals which do more harm than good. Sanitize and disinfect using just water. Quick, fast, and surprisingly easy. Find out more now by calling 800-997-6584. Ask for Randy. That's 800-997-6584. Or go to advap.com slash GCN. That's advap.com slash GCN. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. If you really want to support the show, we recommend you sign up for Tech Night Owl Plus. That's plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. It's available for a very modest subscription rate, month, year, five years, the rest of your life. What we offer is a version of this show with 41 minutes of network ads removed, higher quality audio, sometimes special stereo and extended mixes, more to come. That's plus.technightowl.com. We're talking about Apple and the FBI, a hot potato issue, with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. So we have this contradiction here. Improve encryption on iPhones so it's not a target for stealing. But give us a backdoor, which means it's available to everyone. I think they're naive about that, the authorities. They don't seem to understand that once they have a backdoor... Hackers will find it and find out a way to get it. But by and large, I, I believe that that is the case for most people who fall under fall into Camp Four, that group that says the only thing that matters is law enforcement and national security. And note, and this is this to me is hugely important. All but one intelligence professional or ex former uh, intelligence professional that has offered commentary on this issue has said that Apple is right that we need to have encryption 
that you can't have backdoors and encryption and have it be worth anything, and that the FBI is wrong. Former NSA director and former CIA director General Michael Hayden said that. Um, more recently, Richard Clark, if you remember Richard Clark from uh, 9-11 era, uh, he said the same thing. And others have, have come out and said the same thing, too. So the intelligence community understands this. General Hayden specifically said that the benefits of a strong America in terms of cybersecurity outweigh the impediment to law enforcement that strong security entails. It's not quoted, it's paraphrased, but it's pretty close. As a matter of fact, the the only former intelligence professional that I can find that is saying Apple is wrong is a guy named Stuart Baker. He's a former attorney for the NSA, and he basically is repeating much of uh, what the DOJ and the FBI is saying and you know, criticizing Apple and, and just basically saying that uh, they need to offer up a backdoor. Now, one of the law enforcement authorities in San Bernardino County said something really lame about this phone that he suspected, this iPhone 5C, having some kind of evil or harmful cyber payload. Is he serious? Yeah, that was the uh, the attorney, this district attorney. the Right, the district attorney, and I certainly hope he doesn't quit his day job. Oh, wait, that is his day job. How can he be so dumb? His phrase was a, quote-unquote, lying dormant cyber pathogen, which is nothing. It's something he made up. He actually later admitted that he made it up. Well, of course, that means, I guess, a computer virus. Yeah, that's that's what he's talking about. This terminology is made up, but but that's that's the concept that he's talking about. Is that somehow <laughs> on this phone is some kind of, you know, fictional i mean because this is not the way the real world works it's the way tv works or or, you know movies but there's some sort of virus on this phone that is just waiting to infect the san bernardino county health uh, computer system it's embarrassingly stupid so this would be uh san bernardino county district attorney michael ramos okay and the problem here is that ios is one of the safest mobile operating systems So, you know, we've had potentials for threats through something now in China, but it requires running software on Windows that can be used to jailbreak the phone. So, of course, if you're doing something like that, it's your fault. But this goes against what you find in iOS. This guy's totally ignorant. It's not something that you expect two terrorists to do unless they were really highly skilled programmers, experts on security, what black hats or something like that? Well, uh, yeah, and and they're not going to deliver it by an iPhone. If they were going to do something like that, they would have already delivered it before they went and and committed their attack. I mean, these people erased all of their devices, with the exception, the possible exception of uh, this one iPhone that was owned by the county. I mean, it's just the the it it is beyond uh, absurd. The scenario that this guy has come up with and it's it's you know super embarrassing but you know the, the reality is is that not everybody can understand this stuff and when you f- when you actually have a conviction that there's something on this in this case for instance this this district attorney you have this conviction that you've got to get on this phone and that something awful could happen if you don't because you don't actually understand how things work that conviction can drive you and and not every Official, not 
everybody with a conviction is going to necessarily have the expertise to, to talk about what they're talking about. What I've said in the past here is that these terrorists were smart enough to destroy their own personal devices. Why would they be stupid enough to stick something, anything, on a work phone? Because what I guess the authorities fail to realize is that before this thing happened, at any time, the company IT people could go over to the staff and say, would you give us back your iPhones? We want to do a software update or something. Whatever it is, they could always retrieve that phone. Does that mean suddenly you had to remove all the information or what? You know, it wasn't guaranteed it would stay in his permanent possession until this act was committed. So the assumption here is that there's probably nothing on it. Even if they get into this iPhone, say they were to hire outside hackers who find a way to do it. Even if they did that, and that might be the better idea to hire outside hackers, white hat hackers, ethical hackers, as Dr. Timothy Summers, one of our regular guests, will refer to it. They hired ethical hackers. Well, then I don't think they find anything. It just kind of is a point of disbelief. What they're doing is using the fear about terrorists. They're using it just like they used fear after 9-11 to impose the Patriot Act. They're trying to take advantage of that. You're, you're touching on several things. First of all, people do make mistakes. doesn't matter how careful that these two terrorists were. There could be something on the phone. There could be a text message from, from another party. There could be um, an email that got accidentally sent from, a, from well, no, they, they would have done that. There could conceivably some, be something on this phone. I personally doubt it. For instance, um, uh, the last automated backup took place in um, October, so I think six weeks before the attack. The other, their other devices were wiped, as you said. They were pretty careful, but everybody does. Everybody is capable of making a mistake, so there could be something on the phone. But here's the deal: that doesn't matter. I don't care if there's. I don't care if there are the plans for a nuclear bomb on this phone. The reality is that having Apple create software that bypasses the security of iOS, essentially essentially creating a backdoor that, that could be available to other parties, will eventually become available to other parties because it'll be used again and again and again. We have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberger. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Paidman Attorney Spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with Principal Office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Body extract, my energy level was very, very low. I could only walk a few feet and then would have to sit down. I was tired and lethargic, but after taking Heart and Body Extract, my energy level has improved greatly and I can now walk longer distances without getting tired so fast. Thank you, Heart and Body Extract. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com.
Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. So that is the key issue here. Number one, that a private corporation, not a public corp, well, they're publicly traded, but, you know, a, a private company, not part of the government, is being asked to build a product or software, in this case, to compromise the security of one of its devices. Now, it's one thing for them to say, do whatever you can to get the information off this iPhone. It's another thing to order them to create a product 
or service to do it. And that's of questionable legal authority, isn't it? It is. I think that Apple... I think that Apple has made an excellent case against the government's ability to do so. Uh, for one thing, the CALEA Act is uh, C A L E A. I forget what CALEA stands for. Uh, that act actually prohibits the government from doing what they're trying to do. The FBI has said that CALEA doesn't apply. Apple has said that CALEA does apply. My reading of this says that Apple's right, but I'm not an attorney or a judge, it turns out. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. The uh, It's a Communications Assistance for Law Enforcement Act. It actually prohibits exactly this kind of order, and it really should be an open and shut case, from, again, from my understanding. Apple has also argued that the All Rights Act doesn't apply to it. The government has said it does, and they're citing a case that doesn't really apply, in my opinion. It's called New York Telephone that involves New York Telephone, a company. I, I, do you know if they're still around? It's now probably Verizon. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, anyway, New York Telephone Company was ordered to to assist the FBI in doing some wiretaps, but the assistance that they were ordered to give involved existing equipment. It didn't involve creating something new. And then Apple has also made a case that it has free speech right not to write this code because courts have found for decades now that, that software code is a form of speech. Apple is saying that you can't compel us to say something we don't want to say. You know, for all those reasons, Apple has argued that it shouldn't have to do it. But to get back to my point before the break, I don't care what's on this device. Weakening iOS in order to access that information is not worth it. I don't care what's on it. Because there's an ocean of malicious actors out there from criminals to other terrorists, to foreign agents, to foreign governments, who constantly want to, to, to get to our devices so that they can get our data, get our information, get, in the case of companies, get intellectual property, get emails, get bank accounts, get credit cards. You know, there's this constant assault from bad guys out there. And if we don't have protection from them, we are screwed. And that is the most important aspect of this to me. Obviously, there's a lot of public back and forth, and that seems to be kind of unusual, too. Usually, when you have legal cases about gaining access to something used by criminals, it's done behind the scenes or on the down low. Here, it's a major headline, and suddenly Apple is thrust into a place where probably under normal circumstances it does not want to be, which is arguing not just with another company, but with the federal government. Yeah, I think part of that is because Apple, of course, is so high profile. Anything that Apple does is uh, pretty high profile. Um, But the other side of that is that what the government has tried to do, what the FBI has tried to do here is, is unprecedented. No one, no company, no person has ever been ordered to write a new operating system to weaken encryption. You know, Apple certainly allowed it to get public. But I mean, the, the reality is, is that when when the FBI filed, the mainstream press was all over it because, again, it's Apple. And when the court, when the judge uh, uh, issued her decision ordering Apple to do what the FBI asked, again, the mainstream press was all over it because it's Apple and Apple is is press. And at the same time, Apple has a vested interest in getting pu- in getting the public involved in this process because this is something we need to s- decide as a nation. You know, we need legislation covering this. 
And we need that, leg- in my opinion, we need that legislation to uh, protect the uh, encrypted communications and encrypted devices as something that is illegally allowed. Now, one of the online commentators and someone who also appears on a cable news channel suggested, well, you know, maybe what they should do is give the phone to Apple and say, you do whatever you have to do. Don't tell us what you did. Just get us the data. But it comes back to the same thing. If the only way this can be done is to develop a special version of iOS without the protections, well, that creates the same problem. Once the file is available, it'll be accessed. But if it's done by Apple hiring ethical hackers who break into the phone, then at that point, what do they do? Release the computer malware to the authorities, too? Well, so if if Apple creates this, uh, Apple will be ordered to create it again, right? So that's a fact. And at some point, this will involve a criminal case. Because, you know, the, the FBI and, and district attorneys and local law enforcement... Um, are lining up by the truckload with all these devices that they would like similarly access to. So if Apple could be ordered to do this once, it could be ordered to do it again. And at some point, it's going to involve a criminal case. And at some point, that criminal case, uh, a, a, a criminal uh, defendant uh, attorney will be able to um, get access to this code to to be able to verify that the information it's getting is accurate, right? I mean, it's th- that's part of the evidentiary process. So the notion that Apple can keep this under its hat is is a fiction. The notion that Apple, that even if Apple was somehow able to keep this code in house, that it could perpetually do so, is likely a fiction because. It, Apple, I mean, the, the existence of this code will become a prime target for foreign governments and criminal organizations the world over. They will want this code. They will want this version of the operating system so that they can break into people's devices. And just imagine here, criminals will kidnap an Apple executive and say, okay, here's the deal. You give us the code or he dies. Yeah, or, or she dies. Or extort, you know. I mean, there's, there's, there's any number of ways that once this code, once this operating system, uh, Apple's been calling it government OS. Once this operating system exists, it it will become a target, and we we just we 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 can't have that. That that is not a good thing. It is a bad thing. Now, what President Obama has done, and he was over at what the South by Southwest event. He said, well, maybe they should get together, sane minds, and work out some kind of intermediary solution. But then that still creates a problem because for government to gain access, there has to be a backdoor of some kind. So even though our tech-savvy president should understand this, maybe he doesn't understand the implications of what he's asking. Yeah, he, he's just he's flat out wrong. I mean, I, I'm an admirer of President Obama. Make of that what you will. Uh, but in this particular case, he is flat out wrong. There is no compromise here. You cannot have encryption with a backdoor that is accessible, uh, accessible only by a company or only by the government or only by law enforcement. It just doesn't work that way. It, it, it's frustrating to see the president say these things 
it's frustrating to have Attorney General Loretta Lynch say these same things. And it's frustrating. Actually, it's funny enough, James Comey, the FBI director, who has been pushing for this, has been the most honest about it. In congressional hearings, he said that if we take away encryption for for law-abiding citizens, that that bad guys will still have access to it. He's acknowledged that. He's acknowledged that there that that uh, this case will um, not be limited to this case. He's acknowledged that in those hearings too, despite c- comments to the contrary in court filings. Well, I mean, that's it, what you say at congressional hearings. It's always different. We have the different Brian Chaffin. Except no substitutes. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night How Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Dr. Joel Wallach here. If you're a baby boomer and you're worried about the big epidemics coming, and I'm not talking about the bird flu or the swine flu, I'm talking about epidemics of Alzheimer's disease, heart disease, obesity, diabetes, arthritis, cancer. That's because the 80 million baby boomers followed all the advice of doctors, and uh uh-oh, Houston, we have a problem. See Dr. Wallach live in Little Rock, Arkansas, Saturday, May 14th, 1 p.m. Go to www.cdocinarkansas.com. That's cdocinarkansas.com. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. 
To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So this is going to play out in the courts this coming week, where there'll be a hearing and maybe there'll be a response from the judge who will decide then whether to continue to order Apple to produce it or not. Whatever happens, there will be an appeal. This can go on for months. It can go on for a couple of years. Regardless, anything that might be on that iPhone, even if it was actionable intelligence, would be over and done with. And the thing here, it also kind of ignores the way terrorists work, which is they usually use cells where each individual operates by themselves without necessarily communicating with but you know again that's irrelevant it doesn't matter what's on this phone well the point yeah no we understand that but i'm saying even if they could get something on that phone and it was something that may have some relevance it would be out of date regardless the point is whether they should be allowed i'm hoping sane minds will prevail and they'll say no what do you think at the congressional hearings that the uh, that were held so far, so the Judiciary Committee held a hearing, and I was I was delighted to see I counted seven out of twelve members of the Judiciary Committee who were actually on the panel questioning James Comey, Comey questioning uh, Bruce Sewell, who was the attorney. I'm sorry, the general counsel for Apple, and um, and two other people on the on the sort of privacy side of this thing, and. Seven of the 12 people that were questioning them were clearly on the side of reality, the, you know, understanding the technical implications of what were going on. And this is the Judiciary Committee. This isn't like, you know, the House Committee for the Importance of Encryption or something that was like specific to this issue. So seeing that much awareness was 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 really good. And then Two of the five people that were not on the side of, of Apple, not on the side of, of the importance of encryption, they both fell under the camp of in that camp four, where the only thing that matters is law enforcement and national security. The end, there's no other discussion. And I'm talking about um, a guy named Trey Gowdy, uh, whom I vehemently disagree with more often than not, and a guy named Sensenbrenner, Jim Sensenbrenner, 
who uh, is also a bit of a chucklehead, in my opinion. Now, and I was surprised here because he tends to be a pretty much a firebrand. Congressman Darrell Issa, an article in Wired, sided with Apple. I was shocked. Now, think about this. This is the guy, of course, who headed up all these bogus investigations into Benghazi before then he was kind of moved, uh, or shall we say shunted aside because his term had expired as head of that oversight committee or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's uh, generally speaking, he's a, he's a bit of a sort of a bulldog on the GOP side, and he, he likes his conspiracy theories, and he likes to use his power to go on political witch hunts. In my, this is, of course, in my opinion. I, I, I think he would probably characterize it differently. But he is being consistent, in my opinion, with conservative principles of a limited government. And I, I, I quite frankly enjoy seeing that. And uh, he was quite clearly, quite clearly on the side of encryption, on the side of uh, uh, Apple in this case. And, uh, and and that was reassuring. I think, by and large, the, the, the most of the conservatives that you're going to see who who are actually on the FBI side, side of this fall into that camp four. And they don't, they're not falling into camp three, which is the group that uh, uh, thinks that privacy is nice, but we got to have a compromise. And then on the, the liberal side, on the Democratic side, you had people who were siding with the victims and saying that these victims deserve getting on this device to see if there's any is if there's any information on it and i cannot back that line of thinking at all the tragedy of a survivor or a, a direct victim of any kind of action should never be used to weaken our privacy and our rights in order to assuage their 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 tragedy i i cannot get behind that thinking as much empathy as i have for what they've gone through yes fear-mongering all right before we move on to other topics does apple win or lose in this court hearing this week i don't know the judge the initial order from the judge was do what the fbi said Make you know very specifically go make this this operating system that that bypasses security that allows the uh, government to um, uh, that does you know doesn't wipe the device that allows the government to uh, input as many uh, attempts on the password as is necessary uh, with without it wiping it um, allows the government to input the codes without actually having to physically tap them in um, and you know go do it. In my opinion, Apple has the FBI has filed very, very sloppy filings in this case, in my opinion. Again, I'm not an attorney. And Apple has filed very, very logical and well-constructed filings in, in, on its behalf. Well, how the judge who initially ordered this is going to rule, I have no idea. Now, we also have a judge in a similar position in New York who said, no, all right, let's just see how it plays out. I think it's 50-50 either way as to how that judge rules after all is said and done. And I'd be interested in the logic. If the logic follows the FBI, well, it's only one device, I would assume that judge should be looking for another job because that judge wouldn't be too smart. Let's move on to other topics. On the 21st, a couple of days after the show is broadcast, 
and possibly after the before you actually get a chance to hear this episode. So it may be outdated by the time we do this. Apple has a media event at one infinite loop in Cupertino, California, ostensibly to introduce a new iPhone, a new iPad, and maybe some new watch bands for Apple Watch. Who cares about the latter? Yeah. Yeah. I I really wanted to see new Apple Watches. Um, I, I, I'm eager to see the second generation of this device, but it looks like Apple has decided to wait until the fall for um for a variety of reasons according to uh, various leaks that are out there um so don't really care about the 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 new bands um at all i mean you know i i I suppose those new bands are important for apple's overall positioning of this device it's just not something i'm personally interested in does that make sense I just don't see how new watch bands rise to the level of a media event. In fact, nothing that I hear in terms of rumored products rises to that level. Because Air 3 and iPhone SE both weren't a media event. And what, a 4-inch iPhone that's otherwise similar to the iPhone 6S? Yeah. A media event? A new yeah. iPad? Mm. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Do, do, do not underestimate the importance of the iPhone SE, which is going to be a 4.7-inch device, according to rumors, uh, with um, most of, if not all of, the features of the iPhone 6S or 6S Plus. Um, That device will be important to Apple's overall market approach throughout the globe. It's going to be an important device. It's going to be important from the from the standpoint of price point, and it's going to be important from the standpoint of uh, the company's overall product line. Now, I can see a valid reason for an iPhone SE or whatever it's going to be called, although that seems to be kind of a strange title. Whatever it is, there is a need for a four-inch iPhone. I think there are people out there, a fair number of people, for whom four and a half inches is a bridge too far, uh, 4.7 inches is a bridge too far, let alone five and a half inches. Yeah, th- there are people. Yeah, I was in the camp of I don't like the phablets. I don't like the big screen devices that are out there on Android side. You know, I like being able to use my device one handed. Now, the reality is when I first got the iPhone 6, um, it took a few days before it seemed like the most perfect and natural size of all time. And I love it. And I still love it. I was wrong on this issue. Uh, that said, there are people, especially people with small hands, who do prefer that smaller size, for whom the iPhone 6 or 6S is a little bit too large. And Apple can't keep peddling the 5S, in my opinion, and uh, certainly can't peddle the, uh, the uh, 5C. Uh, it needs a new device that's in, in that size range in order to be able to meet all the market. You know, Apple's philosophy is if anybody's going to cannibalize us, it should be us. Let's talk further with Brian Chaffin on the other side. This is the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Sciatica, lower back pain, hip pain, poor posture. If you suffer from any of these problems, get ready to relax. Introducing an amazing product that's been in the market for over 25 years, the Sacro Wedgie. It was invented by a football coach using a common sense osteopath technique. He created this device to help his athletes by isolating and supporting the sacrum, which is the keystone of our anatomy. This wedge-shaped bone is in the center of our hips, where a lot of pain starts. Simply relax 20 minutes daily on the amazingly simple Sacro Wedgie and let Gravity do the work, helping muscles rebalance and start releasing nerves. Sit in the sacro wedgie at the computer or while traveling to help correct posture to finally help relieve those stubborn aches and pains for only $33.95. It's made in the USA, so click the family-owned website at sacrowedgie.com, spelled S-A-C-R-O-W-E-D-G-Y.com, or call 1-800-737-9295. That's 1-800-737-9295. Relax your back pain away with the sacro wedgie. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Peter Cohen joins us a bit later. Don't forget to check out our premium package at plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com for Tech Night Owl Plus. So we're talking about what to expect from Apple, and one is the four-inch iPhone. And I do see a need. Some are suggesting they'll sell 10 or 15 million, but that implies only a very tiny percentage of iPhone users would want such a thing. Well, but 10, 10 or 15 million units, um, you know, that that's still money, and it's some of that money will be money that Apple wouldn't have otherwise had. That's part of that. Uh, if anybody's going to cannibalize this, it should be us mentality that Apple has. I, I th- again, I, th- I think for, from the standpoint of having a cohesive product line, that size device makes sense. And, uh, you know, and in my opinion, it warrants a media event. Now the argument some people make is that Apple is getting to a point where maybe they have too many versions of specific products. But in this case, having three sizes of iPhones doesn't seem like a big deal. Maybe it's a little more complicated with the iPad because they have older models on sale, sometimes more than one. So let's move to the iPad. Now, Apple did not upgrade the iPad Air 2. Much to my frustration. In the fall of 2015. This is supposed to be that, but it may be more like a smaller version of the iPad Pro. 
so the rumors, the leaks are that it will be the 9.7 inch form factor of the iPad Air with the guts, features, and abilities of the iPad Pro. It the, takes guts, I tell you. I'm sorry I couldn't resist. <laughs> so, moving on, the other part of that rumor is that Apple is going to call it an iPad Pro. That, for some reason, bothers me to no end whatsoever. So, first of all, I was very upset when Apple didn't upgrade the Air 2. I'm ready for a new... I've got the original Air, and I'm ready for a new device, and I'm certainly not buying a year-old Air 2, so I'm glad this is happening. What Apple calls it will be interesting. I'm going to be really bothered if Apple calls it an iPad Pro, unless they call it something like an iPad iPad Pro Nano or something ridiculous like that. I like the Air designation. It doesn't make sense to me to have the Pro be both the uh, you know twelve inch device and uh, and a nine point seven inch device. Even if it were the same, basically, other than the size. Well, the same thing can be said for the for the Mini Four. And the iPad Air 2, they're, they're the same except for the size, but you don't call the Mini 4 the iPad Air 2. I mean, using the abilities of a device, or, or more importantly, using the accessories with, that you can use with a device as the basis for for uh, Apple's nomenclature, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's annoying, but we'll have to see. Apple, generally speaking, gets its naming right. And, you know, all we have at this point are, are rumors. And those rumors, even if they're accurate, they may not be all of the, the uh, story. Okay, speaking of all of the story, obviously more watch bands doesn't make a lot of sense. Does Apple introduce the Apple Watch 2? No, the, supposedly Apple is not introducing the Apple Watch 2. Um, that that was originally on the docket, but it got pushed off into the fall uh, for uh, we don't know specifically what reasons. So, no, I don't think we're going to see new Apple Watch. We're just going to see new variations on the current Apple Watch. Yes, but when you say moved off until fall, sometimes that could be just a self-fulfilling prophecy because if something isn't expected, well, they had to have moved it off. Maybe it wasn't planned to be included now at all. Um, yeah, we Yeah, we don't know. See, that's the problem there where we're talking about a rumor of a rumored product, and this has happened with other products. Well, the iPad Pro was delayed, and they finally come out with it. Was it late, or was that where Apple intended to release it? We don't really know. But looking at the possibilities here, we have the two products that seem to be a lock, I don't know. The 4-inch iPhone, the new iPad refresh to be called something or other. (laughs) What else is left? Does Apple introduce maybe to fill out things, some new MacBook Pros or MacBook Airs? Um, It could. I mean, you know, at the very least, it could be. And by the way, we're also going to do this thing. That's certainly possible. I think, did we have most of Apple's uh, MacBook line updated in the fall it depends some models were updated in the spring the others in the fall but macbook airs traditionally are done in the spring yeah they are so it's possible then that apple could find a way to rejigger the line and say okay we're going to have all macbooks macbook air macbook pro with a retina display and find a way to still deliver 
the smaller MacBook Air for $899. I think the $899 price point is very important and very strategic. Sure. Well, thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> yeah, I, you said it. You said it perfectly. I don't. I don't think I need to add anything. Is there anything else out there that Apple could introduce? Uh, well, you know, Apple could always end up introducing a new line of uh, loops for uh, GarageBand and uh, Logic Pro, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I also tend to think that a Logic Pro or any professional app would go off at WWDC. And the other product that's really, really desperately in need of an update is the Mac Pro. It was the summer of 2013 when it was launched in December of 2013 when it was released. It's now the spring of 2016. And there certainly have to be newer graphics chips that are more powerful. There are certainly more Intel Xeons. Maybe they could do some limited internal expansion capability, putting in two drives in there, not just one. Yeah, Apple's treatment of the Mac Pro line is just an embarrassment. Um, You know, we waited and waited and waited for years for the 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 tower model to be upgraded um as you said it was it was finally updated with this new form factor in 2013 and they've done nothing with it since and they haven't even dropped the price they haven't even had the decency to drop the price i'm i i actually am quite tense about the mac pro quite tense it's it is it is an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to the professional community, and it's an insult to the, the to the professional community, the people who actually need that firepower. And there are people out there who need it. Apple clearly doesn't care about that market. If they did, they would actually do something about it. Well, in this case, I could think that what Apple could do is take the Mac Pro and come up with a slightly scaled-up version that would allow for two processors two to four solid state drives yeah so one could argue that 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 form factor is too small that it doesn't offer enough expandability you can you can do whatever you want i mean you can complain about that device in whatever manner you want to but the fact that it's still the same device that was announced to almost three years ago now two and three quarters of a year ago is when that was introduced it shipped Two, uh, two years and three months ago. That is appalling. It, it's, it is in no way acceptable. It's a no, they, like I said, they haven't even had the decency to lower the price. They're still charging what they were charging when that thing was new. And it wasn't cheap when it was new. And the thing to bear in mind, too, that I understand Xeon processors are humongously expensive. And in comparison with Windows workstations, it's actually not expensive. They tend to be more costly. But the cost of switching to a faster Xeon processor from a newer chip family is negligible. The same thing for the graphics chips. You know, we're not talking about a major outlay of funds. It's like you know, a 2014 MacBook Pro with a 2015 MacBook Pro. You know, it's of minimal cost. There are things they could do to improve it, to enhance it. But why Apple isn't doing it, I certainly don't think they're going to be foolish enough to let the thing die. We have more to talk about for one more segment with Brian Chaffin. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. 
Hey there, Night Owl listeners. Are you frustrated by all those passwords you need to remember? Do you use the same password for multiple sites? Well, now there's a better way. RoboForm, an award-winning password manager that makes your life easier and more secure. With RoboForm, you'll never need to remember or type your passwords again. It's easy to use. It's completely secure. And best of all, listeners, you can use it free. Just go to RoboForm.com slash tech. That's RoboForm.com slash tech. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 pain relief hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. Have you ever wondered why farmers can keep their livestock lean and healthy just by feeding them minerals in a nutrient-dense diet? Before market, they cut off their minerals, leaving them to crave high-calorie grains to fatten them up. So if weight control is this easy, why does the medical system prescribe invasive surgical gastric bypass for humans? The truth be told, according to research, you can avoid over 900 different diseases just by getting 90 essential nutrients daily. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com and order your Healthy Start Pack and get your 90 for life. Or dial 855-301-TEAM. I said essential, not optional, and every day. Easy. 90 for life on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com or call 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com at sonsoflibertyteam.com. 
Are you looking to sell body armor? Want to make extra money selling body armor at your local gun shows? With low minimum buys and great returns, KD Armor is the answer. Make money in your spare time. It's American-made body armor with the quickest turnaround in the industry, which means you get your product when you need it at very competitive rates. And they'll ship it to you for free. If you own a business, give them a call today at 855-488-KATIE. That's 855-488-2284. Or go to katiearmor.com. Come and take it. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We continue with our final segment with Brian. And we're talking about Apple's new product announcements. All right. What is expected? Unless there's something really unexpected. Yeah, Apple, Apple could surprise us. But, you know, the things that Apple has been able to surprise us with for the last several years have, uh, have been products that are developed entirely internally, i.e. software products. So if Apple's going to surprise us, it's probably going to be with a software announcement, but I don't. we're not going to have a software announcement uh, at this event. This is going to be about uh, the new iPhone. It's going to be about the new iPad. It's going to be about these you know, new Apple Watch bands for uh, whatever reason. And uh, and I expect that to be the, the predominant focus of the event. Uh, Max might be thrown in there as, a, as an also-ran um but you know, I don't think we're going to see a new form factor. We're we're not going to see a new form factor on say MacBooks. Okay, now you're the watch maven amongst all the people that we talked to on the Tech Night Out Live. Some people, to be frank, are hit or miss about their Apple Watch. They get it because they need it for their work. They like it, but maybe they could live without it. But you're a guy who loves fine jewelry great watches and things like that. So you got yourself an Apple Watch and no, it's not an Apple Watch edition. You know, he's no. not making those big bucks. He's not making, you know, he's not one of the 1%, I don't think. Unless, no, not. you know, he has an inheritance he's not told us about. But you have an Apple Watch. You got it early on. You're going to live without it for a week. As we talk to you, it's been five days. Are you basically pulling your hair out or climbing the walls yet? Well, you know, I, I've I've told you, Gene. I've, I've said on this show, and I've said it elsewhere that uh, I like my Apple Watch, but I don't love it. That remains the case a year into it. And I was thinking, you know, when the Apple Watch first came out, you had folks who did, you know, my a week with the Apple Watch or a, a month with the Apple Watch. That's last year's news, and it suddenly occurred to me that I've been using this uh, this device for so long. How would I feel about not using it? So I decided to go a week, as you said. This is day five. Um, Sunday night was the last day that uh, uh, I probably shouldn't say that, huh? Anyway, this is day five with uh, without my Apple Watch, and I miss it, but I'm not freaking out. That's the uh, that's the uh, my honest assessment so far. You have not had withdrawal pains. Yeah, I have a few. Uh, in particular, I have no idea what temperature it is outside. Um, Sure, I can look up the temperature on an iPhone, an iPad, or one of the various Macs that are at my disposal. What am I, some kind of animal? 
So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I realized that one of the things I use my Apple Watch for the most is to te- check the outside temperature um, for, you know, what I'm going to wear or whether or not I'm going to have the windows open, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's various reasons. And I miss it from that standpoint. I miss it from the standpoint of getting notifications and being able to triage incoming me- messages and triage incoming notifications. But uh, I'm not freaking out. I'm actually wearing my mechanical watch right now. Um, as as we're talking and and honestly it I, I I have missed I have missed this device I have missed this mechanical device that I have not worn once since I got my Apple watch until this week so do you go into some kind of situation here where you want to go into your bedroom or whatever it is and just take it out um the you know the the biggest reason I always wore my Apple Watch is for uh, is for stuff that I could use a Fitbit for you know step tracking uh, uh, I, I I very much enjoy the um, Apple Watch's activity monitor you know like one of my jokes this week has been that I have no idea when I'm supposed to stand up <laughs> you know I, I I pay attention to that on my Apple Watch which is which is a good thing. The OCD in me, I'm not really an OCD person, but I, I've got little traces of it here and there. And one of them is that, well, I've got to have my Apple Watch on so that I, I track everything that I'm doing. Now, of course, we've talked about my watch, which is a Walmart watch. There's no other brand name on it. It's a watch that I acquired, oh, now, probably a little over a year ago. And it still keeps pretty decent time. I'm looking at it right now. And, geez, it's about a minute slow. So maybe the battery is going. Maybe that's all I can get. I pay $12.88 for this watch. I go out every day with it. I don't think of going out without a watch. I've basically gone out every day since I was maybe 10 or 12 years old with a watch because I need to know what time it is. And it's kind of awkward to go reach into my pocket to grab my iPhone. I have not felt any need whatever to have the additional features of an Apple Watch has occurred to me. Well, you know that's that's the thing. Uh, uh, my my big criticism of the Apple Watch has been that it lacks killer functionality that we didn't know we needed. It is an add-on device. It's not a must-have device. And I have worn mine every day for a year. That is absolutely for sure. I do miss it now. By the way, it turns out when you when you tap a mechanical watch on the on the crystal, uh, not much happens. Um, you think? Yeah. I, well, I've done, I've done I've done it a couple of times. Whatever. Just you know, lifted my wrist and tapped, and it's like, oh wait, a minute, what am I doing? Well, I didn't uh, ask. Do you have a watch on now, or is it watchless totally? I I have my watch on now. Okay, okay. that's kind of cheating, though. Wouldn't it be better to have no watch there? No, that was actually my. That for me, that was my point. It was like um, going back to my mechanical watch. Am I going to miss right? Miss Apple all the watch. extra stuff, all the goodies. Yeah. No, I understand that. I'm just trying to rag on you. I never thought of going without a watch only because what's the need? What's the purpose? Yes, and the car has a clock, so I could just say, okay, I can look at the time on the clock when I'm home. 
and not working at the end of the day. I get in pajamas or something. I finish up for the day. I'm going to sit down in bed with the missus and watch TV or something or have a light meal. I don't have a watch with me. It's only physically when I would say, I am working now. I am dressed, ready to work. Obviously, I'm working in a home office. That's when I put the watch on. It's a business device. When I go out on the weekend, even if I'm not technically working, I have the watch. But when I'm in about to go to sleep mode, it goes away into the drawer. That's where I stand. We have only fit about 20 seconds left. So you want to wrap quick? Yeah, make, make no mistake about it. The Apple Watch, while flawed, is still an excellent device, and it's very useful. Uh, it's, it, it, but it's not, it's, it's not a must-have device yet. Okay, Brian Chaffin, please tell our listeners where they might be able to find more of the things that you do. You can find me at MacObserver.com. You can also find my personal blog at GeekTells.com. That's geek, T-E-L-L-S.com. Tell me more. I don't know why I started that. We'll have Peter Cohen joining us in just a moment. Brian Chaffin, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Always a pleasure, Gene. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with Principal Office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. 
you haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We're joined by Peter Cohen, who's an outspoken tech columnist. He also does work with Backblaze.com. Those are people, of course, who provide the online backup services. And I guess we could do a long story just about backups. So we have so many other things to talk about. And maybe briefly about Apple security and fear mongering and such. And as we know, as usual, there's a flash update from Adobe to fix a security problem that happened some days back. What's the story about that? Yeah, Adobe um, periodically does updates to um, Flash to keep uh, more serious problems at bay, and this was one of those ones where uh, you really had to to update Flash in a in a big hurry. Um, the thing that I think people get confused with the most is that they will see messages pop up on their screen, pop ups uh, that will come up from websites saying Adobe Flash needs to be updated, and click here to download it and install it, and then all of a sudden you've got some kind of malware on your Mac. So my recommendation for everybody who does have Flash on their machines and decides that they need to use it is to make sure to update specifically from the system preference. You know, so go to the Apple menu, click on system preference uh, or select system preference, click on the Adobe Flash icon that you see there before you, and then click on the update button uh, to look for updates. And if you find an update from there, feel free to download and install it according to those instructions. Don't do it any other way, because if you do it any other way, uh, you make yourself more more likely to download something that you didn't 
didn't mean to in the first place. Now, there is an option in that setting, and that's in the Flash Player preference pane to allow sites to save information on this computer. We know that already. Allow Adobe to install updates. Does that mean it will work automatically? You don't have to do anything? Adobe uses a different framework than Apple does when it comes to automatically updating. So you can't update in the same way, but you can use Adobe Flash to to stay up to date when there are updates that need to be installed. Absolutely. Of course, the best recommendation is don't use Flash. And certainly, even Adobe, although they still have a Flash development app, is pushing you to HTML5. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, Adobe understands that Flash's days are numbered. There's just a lot of legacy content on the web that we've gotten quite used to to, to seeing that is Flash-based. And until all those vestiges are gone, it's something that we'll have to live with. But, you know, companies like Apple have been very proactive about configuring machines from the factory that don't have Flash installs. You know, making a conscious decision to say, hey, you know, we're going to try to keep Flash off these machines unless the customer needs it. We won't stop the customer from installing it on the machine, but we won't make prop this up any, any more than we have to. So I think that that's a smart thing to do. Now, I remember not too many years ago, Steve Jobs was here, and this came at a time when there was a beta version of Flash for Android. And in response to that, Steve Jobs said, we're not going to allow Flash to be on iOS, went to the security issues. And I remember also at the time when Adobe responded that Steve Jobs was off his rocker, I wrote to Adobe and said, I'll tell you what, why don't you show us a proof of concept where you can show us Flash running under iOS reliably or at all, and let's see what happens. Of course, they never responded to that. They were aware of it. And we also know that the beta version of the Android Flash soon never went anywhere. Yeah. So in a sense here, Steve Jobs may have what? five, six years earlier, predicted what would happen, which is, of course, that Flash was going to be passe. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, fo- so, yeah, Flash is, is a dying technology. It is something that we're, we're going to continue to see, um, you know, at least on our desktops and our, our, our laptops for, for a while, because, uh, you know, it takes, takes a while for that stuff to die. But um, HTML5 is, is uh, ascendant. And uh, we'll see more and more of that technology trans- uh, translating over to HTML5 or other, you know, technology that kind of takes that, uh, that, takes that place um, as, as time goes on as well. Now, what we're seeing here is that fewer and fewer sites offer Flash, which is one thing. But there are a lot of people who still have it and have to do a fair amount of coding to change that. I've got one site that has a slight dependency on Flash, and it's mostly a matter of just redoing the video in HTML5, and that's about it. So I'll do it. I promise. Yeah, and Flash gets used in a lot of advertising, too. I know, for example, I used to have an affiliate relationship with one company, and all their banner ads had Flash. And I said, no, 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 we can't do this. Give me a version in HTML5, animated GIF something or else or other. And they never did it, so I stopped doing it. I just didn't want any flash on my site. And remember also, part of the problem, too, is on your site, 
you have flash content. Anyone who's using a mobile device can't see it. Exactly right. So much for flash. But we still hear stories about possible security problems with the Mac. Recently, there was a problem with supposedly the first case of possible ransomware. And this is something where if you downloaded an infected version of a BitTorrent app, and remember, BitTorrent, you know, is used, among other things, although it has a legal purpose, to download files from pirate sites and such. All right? Now, if you ran this app, and I think it was up for probably less than a day, it would take over your Mac, and then after a few days, you get a request to pay one Bitcoin to recover use of your Mac. Have you followed much into that? You know, ransomware is is a, a problem um, on the PC. Um, I... I uh, in fact, we've written about it on on, on backblaze.com. So uh, we we we're, we're aware of the problem. We just wrote something about it uh, recently. I didn't uh, uh, write about it. One of my my colleagues did. But uh, it, ransomware is a really interesting problem. Um, you know, because what ends up happening is this software that gets installed on your machine uh, encrypts your data and uh, prevents you from accessing your own information unless uh, you pay a ransom, hence ransomware. Uh, it's very tricky stuff. It's, it's, more, it's more perfidious and more widespread on, uh, on the Windows platform than it is um, on the Mac. This is the first time we've ever seen anything like this on the Mac, and it seems to be a pretty isolated thing. But uh, yeah, it's, it's scary stuff, and it's stuff that you definitely need to watch out for, uh, just like you do with any malware. And, uh, you know, Mac users are unfortunately all too blissfully unaware of uh, malware problems, and as a result, get malware on their machines quite frequently. I know this because I used to work at an Apple uh, authorized service provider, and as the day is long, people would come in with Macs that would have malware infestations on them from websites that they probably shouldn't have visited or links that they probably shouldn't have clicked on, affecting their ability to uh, search for stuff on the internet, affecting their ability to bookmark things uh, properly, uh, using their web browser, affecting just their computing experience. So these are a very real problem for Mac users. If you are a Mac user living under the illusion that these problems don't exist for you because you've got a Mac, haha, not a PC, you really need a reality check. Now, there is actually an add-on for different browsers that I've used. I don't know if you ever heard of it, called Web of Trust or Watt, which is a web safety add-on. We'll go into that in a moment. First, I'd like you to do me a favor. I'd like you to pay a visit to plus.technightowl.com. That is P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. So what do we offer there? We offer Tech Night Owl Plus. That's Tech Night Owl Plus. And we offer a special version of the show with higher quality audio, free of the network ads, so you don't have to fast forward if you don't want to listen to those things. And we offer it for a low subscription rate. You can subscribe month by month to test out the service. You can subscribe by the year, by five years. We even now offer a lifetime subscription. Check it out. Plus.technightowl.com. We have Peter Cohen. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest-priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Before using hardened body extract, my energy level was very, very low. I could only walk a few feet and then would have to sit down. I was tired and lethargic. But after taking hardened body extract, my energy level has improved greatly and I can now walk longer distances without getting tired so fast. Thank you, hardened body extract. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. Sciatica, lower back pain, hip pain, poor posture. If you suffer from any of these problems, get ready to relax. Introducing an amazing product that's been in the market for over 25 years, the Sacro Wedgie. It was invented by a football coach using a common sense osteopath technique. He created this device to help his athletes by isolating and supporting the sacrum, which is the keystone of our anatomy. This wedge-shaped bone is in the center of our hips, where a lot of pain starts. Simply relax 20 minutes daily on the amazingly simple Sacro Wedgie and let Gravity do the work, helping muscles rebalance and start releasing nerves. Sit in the sacral wedgie at the computer or while traveling to help correct posture to finally help relieve those stubborn aches and pains for only $33.95. It's made in the USA, so click the family-owned website at sacrowedgie.com, spelled S-A-C-R-O-W-E-D-G-Y.com, or call 1-800-737-9295. That's 1-800-737-9295. Relax your back pain away with the sacral wedgie. 
We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So, Peter, have you heard of the Watt plugin for browsers that supposedly helps? warn you off if you go to a site that's not safe i sure have so what w-o-t uh you can get information from them uh, or about them at my what my my w-o-t uh, dot com is a finnish company that has developed a free browser extension um that lets you find out uh, whether or not you can trust a website i've used it a little bit it's 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 pretty interesting it's um, you know something that you can add to Safari. So if you're comfortable working in, uh, in 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 Safari on your Macintosh, then you can add it to Safari. You can also add it to to Chrome, uh, to Firefox, and, and to other web browsers as well. Um, so uh, definitely something to to give a try in your arsenal and see if it improves your uh, your web browsing experience. Now, according to them, they've had over 140 million downloads, and it's crowdsourced. So supposedly people who have problems with a site will report that. Now, I and, should point out, I, I'm familiar with what, but I am not affiliated with them in any way. So I'm not speaking for them. Absolutely or not. I'm just kind of talking about them. Mm-hmm. It's crowdsourced, which means mm-hmm. that they base their reputation on what other people report. And it puts an extra little space or icon in your toolbar in Safari. And if you go to a site that they regard as being of questionable reliability or validity, it puts up a note. And it doesn't say, don't go, you can't go there. It is, make a decision. Yeah, you it's basically that site or not. It's basically the what I like to think of as the donut of judgment. It is a little donut icon. And if the donut is green, then everything is good. If the donut is red, then everything is bad. If the donut is yellow, then it, it may be worth looking at more carefully. Um, and if, if the donut is clear, uh, then it could be anything. There's, there's no rating associated with the site. Um, so, you know, rating-based systems have some inherent good parts and inherent bad parts. You know, a lot of it depends on what you're looking for on the internet, how frequently it's, it's accessed, and who other people that are using this kind of tool um, are doing so a lot of it is is you know a, a a game of numbers you know it's 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 one of a number of growing uh, options that you've got to protect yourself uh, when you're online another uh, a good tool to know about if you don't know about it already is right in your Mac's system preferences um, in in users and groups and the ability to to set up users with specific um, types of access levels, uh, especially parental accounts. You know, if your if your parents 
uh, of children who need access to the internet? Did you know that you've got the ability built right into the operating system of your Macintosh uh, to limit, you know, how many hours a day, for example, they use uh, their their web browsers or where they can be used? Yep, that stuff is all built right in there. So Apple does provide the tools. It doesn't mean that you should immediately install antivirus software. I don't think the need for that has been established, even with the ransomware. So let's talk about that a little okay, bit. Okay, sure. Because now, I let me just say, before we go on, even with the ransomware, Apple added to its X-Protect feature in the system detection for an infected version of the app. And the same would be true for an antivirus app, a commercial app, where you download it and you get virus signatures. And they will do two things. One, they'll report about possible virus-related activity, or they won't report anything if the signatures are not updated, in which case there's still this window of opportunity for the malware to strike before Apple realizes it and updates X-Protect, revokes the developer certificate or something, and the antivirus app is able to guard against it. That's right. That's correct. Um, but let me go back to what you what, what you just said, because you said that you don't think that uh, Mac users need antivirus software. I would posit that they do, or at, at the very least, anti-malware software. Malware, uh, Malwarebytes um, has a, a free app that Mac users can download uh, uh, for their Mac um, that will uh, detect against the most common uh, malware pathogens, if you will, um, that affect Mac users and removes them. It's all free. There's no charge. There's no in-app purchase uh, that you need to worry about. Uh, no time limit on it or anything like that. Uh, there are also, you know, a number of different apps that will do this that that aren't necessarily antivirus apps, just Mac cleaning apps and so on. Uh, some of uh, more dubious origins than others, but some very effective ones. However, malware, uh, uh, malware by it's uh, uh, anti-malware software for the Macintosh is free. It's easy to download and install, um, and it is definitely effective at removing the most common uh, malware problems on the Mac. So that one, I don't have any problem uh, endorsing. What's the name um, again? It's from a company called Malwarebytes. Malwarebytes, B-Y-T-E-S. Their Mac software is free. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Free anti-malware and internet security software. Anti-malware for the Mac. And I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Now, this is something that doesn't have background scanning. It basically does it on it demand, doesn't right? it doesn't on demand actively exactly so it doesn't muck up your computer um, in the background it's something that you run whenever you you know might want to take a few moments to make sure that your computer's okay so it's up to you um, to, to to figure out when that might be but uh, it, it, it it is definitely an effective way of making sure that your computer is free of any particular problems okay malware bytes. I just downloaded it. So I'll try it, folks, and let you know what I think. There we go. I'll be interested to see what you think, Gene. Okay. Speaking of things, let me tell you a little bit of experience here. Maybe you could, having worked in the past with an Apple-authorized reseller, what you think about these things. So I have a brother laser printer, and I bought black and white laser printers because I don't want to have to spend 10 cents or 20 cents a page to print something with... A decent laser printer, you can print often, depending on whether you get the larger or the smaller toner, 
for less than a penny a page, plus the cost of the paper. Doesn't mean you should print 10,000 copies a month, but you get the picture. So I got a brother HL 5450, which cost maybe a couple of hundred dollars. When I got it, I think it's still available, although I think they have newer models. Now, normally to maintain a product like this, it's replacing the toner every few thousand copies. In this case, after 25,000 copies, you also replace the drum. None of which are super expensive and you can get recycles or third-party alternatives. They rate the fuser, which is, you know, this these heated rollers that fuse the toner to the page. They rate that 100,000 miles. So, Peter, what happens to me is after 26,000 copies, they rate it for 100,000 copies. After 26,000 copies, I'm starting to get blurry patches on a page. And brother says, that's your fuser. And I look for the price of the fuser. It's $189 at Amazon for a $200 printer. But they replace it to me, even though the printer was not under warranty. And the service tech who did this, and he's an independent dealer, says, that's not uncommon with fusers for printers, especially the cheap printers. They make them so cheap that you can't be sure they're going to get good life. Have you had experience with laser printers that much? Peter? Yeah, yep. my experience with laser printers goes back probably about 15 or 20 years now. Um, my first laser printer, my first home laser printer uh, was an HP LaserJet 5MP, which lasted forever. It was so bulletproof. Gosh, I could not get that thing to die. Um, but eventually, you know, technology just overcame it and... Um, uh, it, 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 you know, I, I could no longer get it to work with my, uh, networking topology or, um, uh, you know, get, be consistently supported by the devices that I needed to use it with. So it was time to retire, even though it still technically was working. Um, I replaced that one probably about four or five years ago with a brother multifunction center. So a, a, a black and white laser printer made by brother, just like yours. Um, and, uh, um, have have been reasonably satisfied with it. I couldn't tell you how many um, uh, uh, how many um, uh, copies we've we've uh, produced using it, um, uh, or what we've done as far as maintenance is concerned. I haven't really kept track that closely, but it's been a reasonably reliable uh, wireless uh, printer for us uh, during its tenure here. Okay, we'll talk more about. I think reliability concerns, which is why I bring it up. They don't make them as they used to. We have Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. 
DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. Biochemistry determines your mood, memory, energy, and endurance. Your body's primary metabolic function is to make protein. One World Way is a unique, non-denatured protein. This enables your body to have virtually 100% utilization, whereas typical whey protein powders offer no more than 18% utilization of protein. One World Way also delivers life-giving frequencies to your cells. The net result for so many people is improved energy, mood, and elimination of pain from inflammation. This technologically enhanced One World Way has been really amazing for me. I'm 36 years old, and for the past several years, I've been struggling with lack of energy, drive, and stamina. And after just two weeks on this product, I'm feeling so much more energy. My yoga practice has deepened, and as a massage therapist, I'm able to see more clients than I've been able to in years. I've never felt results that quick with anything I've ever taken. Call 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworld, W-H-E-Y.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, just to echo your thought here, I had... HP laser printers in the 1990s, and they were workhorses. But that's when a printer, a laser printer, even a cheap one, would cost a couple of thousand dollars or more. And now you get a laser printer for $100, $200. Is that part of it right there? Because they're so cheap, they're not using the higher quality components. Yeah, I mean, initially, they were very heavily engineered devices. And even into the 90s, they were were pretty heavily engineered, designed to, to be used in... You know, corporate environments with with pretty high duty cycles, so um, they, they were engineered well. And I, you know, HP to its credit built them very well. It was a burgeoning industry, and um, there's a high demand for products, so um, they, it, it was what it was. Over time, though, you know, the the nature of that market changed, and it turned into, I think, more of a commodity uh, business where companies kept creeping in uh, with lower and lower margin products that were more cheaply uh, made, uh, being able to uh, count on bringing consumers back for consumables. You know, hence the the rise of the inkjet printer, for example. That's you know, it's it's all about the consumables for those things. Um, and I, I think that yeah. Product quality has suffered, but look, I got an HP back in the mid-90s that lasted me 15 years, and then I replaced it with a brother that's lasted me at least four. I don't really have a lot of cause to complain if I have to go out and replace that brother again. You know, my refrigerator... My current refrigerator started to fall apart after about three years. My washing machine after about six or seven. You know, you're right. Stuff today is made like crap. All of it. Well, maybe not a Mac. I mean, I have a six-year-old, almost six-year-old MacBook Pro 17-inch, which is now a vintage computer. Apple says this is a vintage model, and it works perfectly. I mean, I've had an SSD transplant, add some RAM to it, runs El Capitan pretty decently. 
So I think in that sense, a lot of tech gadgets do run quite a long time. I think it really depends on the manufacturer, but I think finding quality like that is increasingly difficult without spending a huge premium, you know? Now, in the case of this Brother printer that I have, the service tech, who, as I said, is an independent dealer who doesn't work, her brother is just authorized to fix him. He says this is not uncommon, that he sees premature wear of a fuser. And he says it's because they build them so cheaply. You know, the rubber used, they grind it down from old tires, things like that. And if it develops rough spots, that's what causes the problem. The rollers have to be smooth. And he says, even though it's expensive to fix, Brother has, on a reasonable basis, allowed the things to be fixed under warranty. I guess they figure they're making so much money from you for the toner, especially if you've used it for twenty-five or 50,000 copies. They don't worry if they have to replace an occasional fuser. Makes sense. Let's move to the subject of the ages. Now, to preface this, there's an article in this week, Time Magazine, interviewing Tim Cook. Now, think about, for example, when Steve Jobs was around, he didn't do interviews that often. Occasionally, he'd do an opportunity. Very rarely was there a big magazine article about him. His announcements were made during Macworld keynotes when there was no Macworld during a media event. You know, he didn't make himself available for interviews. But Tim Cook is all over the place. And we see more and more of him, more and more of a public personality, even though this is supposedly a reserved guy who works in the back room doing his thing. And now with the Apple and FBI issue... He's everywhere. Yeah, you know, he is uh, obviously a a very different face of Apple than his predecessor was, um, and a much more activist face of Apple than his predecessor was, as is his, you know, right to do. Now, this is really interesting here. How that happened, did you expect him to become such a public personality? I don't know that I expected him to become a public personality, but I certainly expected him to become an independent personality. Um, you know, he talked openly in the months after Steve Jobs' passing about um, Steve Jobs' desire to, you know, not haunt um, Apple or its management after after he was he was gone. So you know, it's it's their company. Let them do with it what they will. And I, I think, you know, Tim and the rest of the senior leadership at Apple took that to heart. And, um, you know, Tim, Tim has become his own, you know, person. And he's, he's fortunate in that he has the opportunity um, to, to, to speak publicly in a way that I think very few um, uh, executives in his position do. Um, I think that that says something about the character of the man and also about the, the culture that's been developed at Apple. The one thing I see is that he's become more comfortable at it. He seemed more reserved the early keynotes, but then he's become more relaxed. And we assume he's practiced a lot and maybe he's even undergone some training in how an executive must deliver a speech or something. But now you see more of his personality and his easygoing charm. And as I said, That's the result of becoming more comfortable with being that public personality. So we can go on a late-night TV show 
and do his thing. He can testify before Congress and do his thing and certainly agree to so many interviews. You wonder if he has time to do anything else, but I'm kidding. He's doing a lot these days. You know, he's certainly out in front and, 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 uh, uh, you know, trying to champion where, where Apple uh, thinks uh, he needs to be. Uh, and meanwhile, he's running a company, too. But well, uh, everything that I've heard about the man says that his day starts very early. So so he works, you know, an 80-hour week or something. Exactly. All right, so let's look at what's going on here. So in the wake of the San Bernardino, California terrorist attack, among the items they recovered was a work phone, an iPhone 5C. And this became more public than such matters usually become. I think in the past, for example, you didn't see this kind of dust-up if the authorities wanted to get a subpoena to get data from something. That was maybe a backroom operation. It'd be quietly under court hearing. But now... Oh, my heavens. Is that because it's just Apple? Well, no, it's certainly not just Apple. You know, the 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 Apple's um, uh, feeling backed into a corner here uh, by what it thinks is an unjust application of the law, and it's it's fighting it. So let's just take a look at this, for example. I want to get your slant on it. So the initial ruling by a Northern California magistrate judge, give it up, basically develop a new version of iOS that allows them to break into this device. And Apple says, you know, you can't do that for a number of reasons, one of which is it creates a precedent and others will come in there and whatever Apple does will be available for other law enforcement authorities or even independent hackers. The FBI keeps saying it's for one device as much as it's been admitted it's not for one device. Why does that disconnect occur? Why does it why does that disconnect occur? Why does um the the why does F, the, the FBI says it's only for one device and why does Apple say it's for all devices? Well, the FBI has to know it's for more than one device. It's just an opening salvo. Right, exactly. And Apple's whole point is we can't develop those tools because if we do, those tools will get out and um, they'll be used on devices that they shouldn't be used on. Their point being, no, it can't be just for one device. As soon as it's available, it's going to be available in lots of places. Plus, there are iPhones hanging out in different law enforcement jurisdictions, including the FBI that if this win is upheld and Apple is forced to develop a version of iOS, they will jump right in there to get their piece of the action. I'm going to ask Peter more about this because this is just playing out day after day, almost without end. Even the president's talked about it. We have Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Hey there, Night Owl listeners. Are you frustrated by all those passwords you need to remember? Do you use the same password for multiple sites? Well, now there's a better way. RoboForm, an award-winning password manager that makes your life easier and more secure. With RoboForm, you'll never need to remember or type your passwords again. It's easy to use. It's completely secure. And best of all, listeners, you could use it free. Just go to RoboForm.com tech. That's RoboForm.com tech. 
tech. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. It's no secret that pathogens such as bacteria, viruses, moles, and fungus can inflict severe damage in the human body. Fortunately, a new and vastly improved silver solution has been developed. Supernatural Silver is a revolutionary, broad-spectrum, antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal solution that can be used inside the body as well as on the skin. Supernatural Silver is unique and superior to colloidal and ionic silvers using a patented technology that is highly effective against colds, flus, infections, food poisoning, and yeast, in addition to many other pathogens. Supernatural Silver is scientifically supported, extremely safe, and is the number one choice of thousands of people for immune system support. Find out how Supernatural Silver could change your life. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code HEALTHY for 20% off. That's SupernaturalSilver.com. And like us on Facebook. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So even the president's talked about a legal case, but he's trying to say, let's have not an absolutist interpretation of this. There surely has to be a middle ground. But what middle ground can there be? Well, that's just it. We've heard a lot about about a middle ground, this mythical middle ground from Obama, from from Hillary Clinton, from uh, other political figures. But it, it's kind of a vaporous middle ground. It's 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 an interesting concept. But we're not talking about metaphors here. We're talking about data and data access. And data doesn't work with metaphor. You know, data either works or it doesn't work. You know, it's either processed or it isn't processed. I'm not sure exactly what middle ground Apple thinks it's, or the government thinks it's going to be able to find with Apple. But what I can tell you is, and obviously I am not a lawyer, and neither, as far as I know, uh, Gene or you, I'm sure, to the eternal um, dissatisfaction of both our mothers. My mother never asked me, but my bank account would certainly be a lot larger if I was a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, but from from everything that I've read, uh, the accounts that I've read of Apple's um, brief in the San Bernardino case pretty much suggests that it has a much better understanding of constitutional law than um, the lawyers on the FBI's uh, side of things. So it seems anyway, at least initially, like um, it's it's pretty lopsidedly in Apple's favor, uh, according to what they're saying. But, you know, we'll see how these things play out. Now, the one thing we have here is a magistrate judge in New York said that the government could not get force Apple to get information from an iPhone used in a criminal case. That really complicates it, or does it help Apple a lot? Well, I wonder if anybody has any expectation that this is going to go anywhere besides the Supreme Court. And there we have more complications because it's down one member. One of the biggest political issues right now is whether there should be hearings on the person who's been nominated for the Supreme Court. And even if it's done, he wouldn't take office until the fall term at the earliest. And if it goes on to a lame duck session or next year, it's going to be the following year's term. So if there's a 4-4 ruling, however, in the Supreme Court, it goes back to the lower court. So the question would be, therefore, whatever happens this week with Apple's court hearing with the FBI, somebody will appeal. And as a result of which, because somebody is going to be appealing, this could carry on for quite a few months before a decision comes out. And of course, your 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 assumption about bouncing up and then back to the lower court is predicated on a four four split. You know, even with the current makeup, who's to say it's going to be it's going to bend that way? It really depends on 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 what happens. It depends on, I guess, if you're trying to study the Supreme Court, the history of the current justices about handling matters like this, freedom of speech, etc government power to subpoena documents and other materials used in a criminal case. There's a bunch of complicated legal things here, and people who analyze Supreme Court decisions could probably 
within a basic range, predict the tendency of where the judges might go. So you'd think conservative judges would say, okay, they're into smaller governments, so we don't want intrusion. But it's more nuanced than that. Or say, well, the liberal judges will say, well, we've got to protect the people. But the other issue being that we have the police around the country saying that Apple should encrypt iPhones so people wouldn't steal them. And now they're saying, let's break in. So that's that great contradiction. Um, Okay, so obviously a Supreme Court observer may be able to predict how they're going to act, but that's never certain. But then we have the request New York City Police Department did and other jurisdictions saying Apple has to encrypt the iPhones to protect against theft, to reduce the chances for theft. But now they're going back on that by saying we need to have access to that data. Yeah, they can't make up their minds. But do you agree with me, the San Bernardino case, because of all the fear around it, the San Bernardino case was used as an excuse. It could be any case. It could be a drug case. Anywhere where they seize a smartphone. But here, it happens to be this case for that reason. Yeah, it's this case for that reason. It's it, And it, it's become politicized in a way that I don't think the FBI... Uh, might have foreseen initially. And, you know, obviously, the FBI could, over time, develop its own technology to do this. Um, because clearly the NSA has. You know, they're just not going to share their tools with the FBI for obvious reasons. Well, that's the issue, too, here. What about the NSA? I mean, obviously, the NSA will keep things to itself. There's interagency rivalry. But you think here, maybe there's an ethical hacker out there or two who might be recruited behind the scenes to see what they could do? Sure, absolutely. Um, As long as they could find one that doesn't smoke weed. Well, I don't know. Some people think that's going to make it easier for them. I guess we'll see. Well, we can always look at the hackers in the TV show CSI Cyber, which is probably going to be canceled. But, of course, those are just TV actors. That doesn't work in the real world. Still, where do you think this is going to end up? In the Supreme Court. But who do you think is going to win in the early rulings? Do you think it's going to be all against Apple up the scale, or do you think that the courts will realize the reality of what's being asked and be more circumspect? I am not uh, a a prognosticator, and I, I, I have absolutely no idea. What I do know is that Apple has drawn a line in the sand for very clear reasons that apple you know has and apple has been beating this drum now for for quite some time that it is doing whatever it can in the interests of maintaining its customers privacy and for apple to give um uh the government whether it's the U.S. government or the Chinese government or the Russian government or the Iranian government the ability to eavesdrop on its citizens um, in a way that, 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 that's a violation of, of their civil and, and human rights, I think that Apple is on the side of the angels here. 
you know, and I think that um, uh, I I, want to see Apple fight that fight for as long as they can. And I hope that um, the justice uh, goes their way. We want you to visit plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot where for a modest subscription fee, you get a special version of the show without the network ads, higher quality audio, more features are coming. And we've got more to say about Apple FBI, about the Apple media event and more with Peter Cohen, cutting edge columnist. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you want to raise the next generation of patriot leaders, take a look at Freedom Project Academy, a Judeo-Christian online school for kindergarten through high school. No common core teaching methods or high-stakes testing. Freedom Project Academy is government-free, doesn't accept any government funding, and is a fully accredited private school. All classes are taught live online with real teachers across the country. Open enrollment runs March through July, but classes fill up quickly. Check them out at fpeusa.org. That's fpeusa.org. Don't know what's in your drinking water? Better get a ProPure. With the Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one filter, remove over 200 contaminants, including fluoride and lead. Taste water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure water filtration products. There's a ProPure system for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details on our current free shipping special or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Hey everyone, with 20 plus years as a radio host, I've seen about everything. One thing that keeps recurring though, are these timeshare charlatans. These high pressure salespeople who get folks to come out to some resort for a special weekend offer. Then they get them in a corner and browbeat them and coerce them into buying a timeshare. They don't need, they don't want, and they can't afford. And then they're stuck with that thing forever. Monthly payments, mortgage payments, annual fees that keep going up and up. Well, up until recently, people thought they couldn't get rid of these things. You know, you can't get out of the contract. You can't get out of the deed or the membership. Well, that's not true. My friends at American Consumer Credit, a timeshare release company, can get you free. That's their personal guarantee. 12 years in business, free consultation, A-plus rating with the BBB. They're the real deal. You want to get out of your timeshare contract? Call them now. 800-587-EXIT. That's 800-587-3948, 800-587-EXIT. Call now, 800-587-3948. Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shot the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. 
That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shot for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to selectquote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. You know about RVs. You've heard about bunkers. But surviving is not recreation. And man wasn't made to live underground. Introducing Survivalist Camps. The ultimate fully functional off-the-grid survival bug-out house that's mobile, well-equipped, and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Go to survivalistcamps.com to learn more. That's survivalistcamps.com. Providing your basic needs to survive. Survivalistcamps.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Okay, so at the end of the day, Peter Cohen, let's say the Supreme Court, the Supremes rule, they've got a full complement of justices, nine members. 5-4 against Apple. Does Apple say, okay, we got to do it, or do they try to resist? No, Apple, I mean, Apple, I don't think could resist at that point. And Apple has said all along, they will um, consent to uh, the law. They just disagree with the interpretation of the law at this time. So, you know, they've said all along that they'll do what they're legally required to do, just as they have before. You know, it's not like they've never responded to a subpoena from um, a federal agency. The difference is retrieving information from an iCloud account is one thing. Breaking encryption on the phone is something entirely different. And again, it's weighing the rights of the masses against the needs of the few. Reverse of the Star Trek, you know, the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many and vice versa. So we're not going to predict what's going to happen, folks. It's going to play out for a while. There's going to be a lot of publicity. I think as the campaign for president intensifies, unless there's ongoing action with Apple, not waiting a few months for an appeal, I think it'll die down until the next legal hearing takes place. Let's move on. By the time you hear this show, as I said in our previous segment with Brian Chaffin, Apple will have held its media event So, Peter Cohen, is it all pretty much cut and dry? Four-inch iPhone, new iPad, maybe some Apple Watch bands? What do you think? I have to admit that I've I've really not been paying attention very much to to, to the rumors this time around. But a a smaller iPhone would seem to be in the the cards for sure, which is great news because I've heard complaints for quite some time. Uh, that iPhones were just getting too darn big. So um, people with small hands like Donald Trump should be all set. Oh, yes. Donald Trump has... Well, we don't want to go into that. But he, by the way, came out saying we should boycott Apple as a result of their noncompliance in the FBI case. And then later on was still tweeting from his iPhone. Yeah, well, do as I say, not as I do. That's how it goes. Yep. Any case, four-inch iPhone. Why... Has Apple only stuck with 4-inch iPhones of older models? Why 
Are we waiting till now to come up with a new one? Well, I don't think Apple's needed to come up with uh, a smaller iPhone um, in a new form factor until now. Um, uh, you know, the fact, or uh, let me rephrase that. The iPhone itself is priced in a, a in in or priced as a premium smartphone, right? It exists as a, pr- a premium smartphone. In fact, it makes up the majority of the profit of the premium smartphone market. It is a huge force in that market. But they're all premium smartphones. So, you know, premium smartphones, the trend for every premium smartphone, not just ones from Apple, has have, has been to go bigger, not smaller. Um, you know, you've got the Note devices from Samsung, the Galaxy Note devices. You've got the Samsung Galaxy um, uh, uh, S7 with the curved screen and, and all this other stuff. Uh, the, the tendency has been to go larger and larger, not smaller and smaller. So because Apple is a premium smartphone maker, um, going for that low-end market really hasn't been much of a focus. But now the company can you know, scale down um, some of the engineering that it's done uh, to make the iPhone 6 and 6S um, uh, such, a gr- such a great pair of phones to use uh, in a, f- a design that's going to fit a smaller hand. At least that's what we've seen. If the videos and if the spy photos that we've seen are any indication, that's what Apple has planned. I don't know if it's legit. I sure hope it is. Um, but we'll see. Now, personally, would you prefer to have a four-inch iPhone than the larger ones? I'd prefer not to have to carry an iPhone at all, to be perfectly frank with you. Well, think of this. Maybe the Apple Watch 4 or 3 could work as a standalone device. Calling Dick Tracy. You know, the the part of the problem for me is I've gotten older, and I admit that I'm I'm uh, projecting my particular issues, but that's, you know, that's what we do. Um, I, I find even in its current incarnation, the iPhone six screen pretty hard to read, um, without my glasses on. So the idea of going to a smaller screen does not really thrill me that much. Um, I've tried to become as dependent as I can on interacting with Siri, um, as possible and also using my Apple watch whenever it makes sense. So my actual need to touch my phone, um, is certainly less than it was six months or a year ago. But when I actually do haul it out and want to work, I need to wear glasses. So the idea of going to a smaller screen size, not my cup of tea. Now, my wife has kind of a similar issue with her eyes. She has to wear reading glasses to see fairly well up close. From a distance, she's decent. And it's complicated. She has a corneal transplant, which includes cataracts, and that explains her vision as it stands today. But because she carries around small purses, a 4-inch iPhone is ideal. And she has an iPhone 5C. Now... She finds, however, it to be kind of small for her to work on. But an iPhone 6 is going to be a little tight fit. So that's where it is. And we have other people who prefer the smaller iPhones. Of course, our old friend Kirk McElhern. If you remember, Peter, that when he got the iPhone 6, he returned it and kept his iPhone 5S because he didn't like the larger size. Finally got an iPhone 6S because he had to keep up with the technology. I'm kind of betting... He'll buy an iPhone SE or wherever the heck it is. Why are they calling it an iPhone SE? I, uh, I'm waiting for the SE30 myself. 
Well, you know, we have to go back through time. I think we have to get the Flash or someone who goes through time and space to go very fast and retrieve one for you. You know, have an SE30 somewhere? Uh, I've got a, uh, a Fat Mac somewhere, but I don't have an SE30. I'm not the kind of person who does that. I don't like to keep old stuff. So if I'm not using something, I sell it, which may be stupid. But then I didn't have a, the original Mac. I used that at the office. When I started buying Macs, it was like a 2CX or something, like 1988-1989. And every time I got a new Mac, I just sold off the old ones. I guess it means I'm not sentimental. All right, let's go to the other possible rumored product, a new iPad. Now, last fall, when Apple introduced the iPad Pro, and they made the iPad mini match to the specs of the iPad Air 2, there was no iPad Air 3. Do you think Apple made a mistake and now they're catching up or what? I don't know that they necessarily made a mistake, but I think that they um, made a calculated uh, decision to separate out um, the iPad uh, Air's uh, refresh cycle from the iPad Mini's refresh cycle. Uh, and I, I don't necessarily think that they're the same product for the same uh, customer either. And that also gave the iPad Pro some time to breathe as well. But, you know, here we are uh, in March, and uh, perhaps it's time for a new iPad Air as well. Um, certainly, you know, people have been wandering into Apple stores uh, for the past year, uh, or well, for the past six months anyway, wondering whether or not there was going to be a new iPad Air and how it was going to be different from the iPad Air that they already had. Um, and uh, I, I think that Apple will get a little bit of a bump out of an iPad Air 3. I would love to see the iPad Air 3 support the pencil uh, in the same way that the iPad Pro supports the pencil. I think that would be a huge win um, for uh, creatives uh, who are using the iPad more and more as a content creation device um, because the pencil is just so powerful. Um, and so well integrated uh, in the, the user experience and the apps that support it that uh, um, it, it really changes the nature of how the iPad can be used. At least if illustration and design and uh, visual graphics work is your bailiwick. Let's pursue this a little bit further with Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Bad news, Americans. You're probably stockpiling for a disaster all wrong. When the big one comes, you'll need more than that poisonous, over-salted survival food you now see everywhere. There are three vital things that your survival food is missing, and it's the first thing to disappear from grocery stores. Go to superfoodradio.com now to see my story of how I nearly died when I was forced to live on a popular survival food. That's superfoodradio.com, and I'll show you how everything you've been told about survival food is dead wrong. Go to superfoodradio.com now. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. (laughs) 
Yeah, Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live, and we're talking about the next iPad. So do you think it's going to be just a smaller version of the iPad Pro then? Uh, no, I think that there's going to have to be something that differentiates it from the iPad Pro fundamentally. But uh, that that's the one innovation that I'd really like to see in it. Whether or not we'll get there, I, I don't know. I, I have no special insight about what the iPad uh, uh, Air 3 or whatever the next iPad is going to be called uh, might be. But would just a simple processor refresh and maybe a better camera make a difference? I think adding support for Apple Pencil may be an extremely important feature. Doing something so, for example, it will have a, its own version of a smart keyboard putting more of those features on it because otherwise what do they add and is it otherwise worth a media up event if it's just going to be a little faster a little slimmer or something like that yeah that's exactly right that's exactly right i mean you know it's it's got to have enough stuff to keep people interested and you know smart connector and uh pencil would certainly be along the right lines as far as i'm concerned that's why i suggested an ipad pro in a smaller case the difference, I think, with the iPad Pro is, well... I'm asking you to define something here. It may be confusing or not. But I, I just don't see here any difficulty in doing that, and it seems to make a lot of sense, because this way people who don't want the really large iPad can get an alternative, and those who have an iPad Air 2 or an older model, this is a logical way to upgrade, because otherwise, what do you add to the iPad? What can they do, Apple, to make the iPad a more compelling product and maybe get sales to increase again? I think that's a larger question. I think lasers. What say you? I say lasers. I say, I say laser guns on floating drones. Okay, so we make the iPad Air a drone? We make the iPad Air a, a, uh, a drone platform. Now, of course, I'm getting silly, you know, and this becomes the problem. I think that Apple's, you know, bifurcating this line, they they, they, they keep sort of creating this complexity um, that we want to propagate uh, with each successive generation, and it gets very dangerous. Uh, I, I want to see Apple simplify things. I want to see Apple simplify the product line again. Well, wouldn't that mean then offering all iPads with a similar basic feature set and just in different sizes? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if just the size was the important thing for me to know? You know? And actually, that was one of the nice things about the iPad Mini 4 and the iPad Air 2. Essentially, the only real significant difference was, uh, what size do you want? It's the same resolution. You know, it's the same performance for all intents and purposes. You know, it's it's available in the same configurations, and you can get them in the same color. The only real difference was the screen size. Well, doesn't that argue in favor of whatever iPad we have? Number one, making a smaller version of the iPad Pro and doing the same for the iPad Mini. Mm. Yes. Basically, making all the new iPads an iPad Pro 7.9, 9.7, 12.9 inches. Same products, same specs, same options. Kind of like the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus. And maybe that's what we'll see with this 4-inch iPhone. It'll be essentially what the larger ones have. But then we hear the speculation, well, it won't have 3D touch. Do you care about 3D touch, by the way? Not really. I'm still using an iPhone 6 because I was intrigued by 3D touch, but also aware that it wasn't something that I needed in any meaningful way. 
I continue to look for a purpose. I guess it's cool to have the ability to tap harder and get more context menu options. But it's not one of those must-have features, just like the live photo feature, where you get a few seconds of, of motion. I think that's also just as absurd. Yeah, live photo has been used in very creative ways. Um, I have to admit, and it's interesting, but it's you know it's it's superfluous to the um, the purpose that you're taking that you're that you're actually uh, taking this photo. So exactly, and that raises the bigger question here, which is: Have the various companies making smartphones reached that ceiling? Where any features they add, other than making them run a little faster, become just absurd, absurdly yeah. eccentric. I mean, Samsung's already been guilty of that for years. Well, I think it, it pays to be an educated consumer, and I think that you really have to take a look at what your own needs are versus uh, what 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 is happening in the world. And you, you know, you can predict that Apple is going to have, for example, an annual uh, refresh cycle uh, for its its phones, and that's probably going to happen sometime in the fall. Um, and kind of base your 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 funny money around that, um, and but to more more importantly, decide for yourself at that time whether or not it's something that you really need versus something that you want versus something that you just think you you you're you're being told that you might want, and uh, you know it just pays to be a discriminating consumer in whatever you do. So the, there are always trade offs. But the nice thing about these Apple events is that they do mean that they're going to be new products to admire. Uh, and to be interested in, and it's going to give us something new to talk about the next time you and I talk, too. And the question is, will there be something surprising? Will there be a third product that we didn't expect? I think maybe they'll have new MacBook Airs with Retina displays. That could be a possibility, but that's just as speculative as anything else. Well, that would be lovely, because that is the one shortcoming of the MacBook Air. But I'll tell you, you know, if the, if the trade-off... Uh, with a MacBook Air, not having a Retina display is that you've got a 12-hour battery, and that certainly is a nice trade-off. Oh, boy. So can Apple do that? Can they? And also, can they produce something for the same basic purchase price, $899? I think the $899 price is very important for Apple to get people into the Mac platform from the low end. People used to getting notebooks for $499. With Windows now, okay, eight ninety nine is not so bad. And I think if the MacBook Air with Retina display came out, Apple would have to think of a way to do that and not change the price. I don't know. If well, I, I don't think the low end would get a Retina display. You think maybe they would have, say, a second version of MacBook Air with a Retina display for a hundred dollars more, and then still sell the older one for those who want to save money. No, what I'm suggesting is leave the 11-inch as a non-retina display and make the 13-inch a retina display, assuming that you can do that without punishing the battery too much. Yes, indeedy. We have to beat those batteries to an inch of their lives. Or does the MacBook become the basic air replacement except for one or two low-end models? I would hate to see that happen. I still think that the MacBook is very much a niche device. Well, I guess it's niche because it's lower-powered and doesn't have as many ports. But then, you know, that's probably Apple's future direction anyway. We'll see. You know, they've said that the MacBook is the, the their, their sort of their vision of where laptop computing is going in the future. But what that means practically uh, for Mac users, um, for the rest of us, is, is a different question. I know that uh, the MacBook is not the Mac that a lot of people who currently use the platform want uh, because it lacks expandability, because it doesn't have built-in ports. 
that enable people to plug in hard drives or external keyboards or um, anything else that they might need. You know, that, that single USB-C interface is, is not a good design decision when it comes to what people are comfortable with today. So it, that evolution will be very interesting to watch. Peter Cohen, where do we find more of your stuff? You can find me writing about backup technology on backblaze.com and on my own website at peter-cohen.com, C-O-H-E-N. Okay, you can find us on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Follow us. Maybe we'll follow you. We have thousands of followers. Thank y'all. You also find Gene Steinberg on Facebook. Look for the picture of the guy with a red plaid shirt, which I still own. Though it's a very, very old shirt and it's still in pretty good condition. That is far more reliable than that brother laser printer. Also, we have a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called The Paracast. This week, go to Paracast.com. We're talking with a software engineer named of Dave Cote about launching a UFO detector in orbit, a satellite jet. Check out Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. We offer the ad-free version of this show. Higher quality audio, more features to come for a low subscription price, plus.technightowl.com. Peter Cohen, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. As always, Gene, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.